0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is for the passionate Seahawks fans. The ones who care about scheme more than hot takes. The ones who want X's and O's. And not talking heads from the eye of the sky. sky. This, this, this is this. Seattle Overload. Seattle Overload. With your hosts, Matty F. Brown, Griffin Sturgeon, and Ty Dane Gonzalez. Let's go!
1: Welcome to the Seattle Overload podcast, where it is time for us to do the Senior Bowl, the 2023 Reese's, Reese's Senior Bowl, Offense Review. We have assigned ourselves, like a scouting department of an NFL team, and to a similar high standard, we this ain't Houston. Wow, Houston catching straights. We've assigned ourselves different positions. Griff has taken the big Uglies, the interior offensive line. We're going to do it similar to the defensive podcast where we look at uh, primarily Seattle's needs. I looked at wide receivers and running backs. Griff, you also looked at the tight ends because mm-hmm. – even though tight end feels like it could be a, a nailed on position for Seattle in the, you know, they've got Will Disley, they've got Noah Fantz, they've got Colby Parkinson. Disley obviously suffered a weird kind of injury. Fantz on the last year of his deal, is that correct?
2: Yeah, well, they, they picked up his fifth year option. So they're paying yeah. him $6 million, which, by the way, is very... You, you can get you can get out of it scot-free if you want
1: yeah uh i don't think you should uh but but you know there's a there's a decision to be made after that after this season and he's right. obviously a different level of athlete and then parkinson's kind of is what he is at this point like he's had three years
2: yeah i mean the only thing is could like parkinson handle more volume like i feel like he's like, Ultim- to,
1: ultimately, the reason he hasn't had more volume so far is obviously because they don't fully trust him to be a consistent run blocker. Like he's had good snaps, but you know, at six seven, there is always going to be the pad level disadvantage. Despite his improvements in that area, there is still inconsistencies. So, yeah, there is there is a bigger need at Titan than you may think. But obviously, the three positions I mentioned before that interior offensive line, wide receiver. Uh, and even running back with Rashad Penny having a uh, a difficult injury again, his contract being expired, then all the depth things behind Kenneth Walker the third, that mm-hmm. is a an area that again is kind of a sneaky need. So, do you want to start? Where do you want to start? <clears throat> pick your own adventure, Griff.
2: Let's let's start with the interior offensive line, guards and center. <clears throat> so, let's. Yeah, shall we? So obviously, like the only vacancies on the line, well, two vacancies is still a lot, technically. But you've got center, you know, Austin Blythe is a free agent slash incumbent, depending if they bring him back or not, which you can do for cheap. And then right guard is Gabe Jackson is very easily going to be cut, um, save some money there. And then and then Phil Haynes is the natural kind of you know incumbent there. Um, I mean Haynes could turn into someone. You know, if he can be the full-time starter, you know he's he he'll have compiled enough snaps where you could maybe project or fathom like a jump, a leap in play, which happens with offensive interior offensive linemen or all offensive linemen. Really, they really need to they need the experience to grow. He's had some good moments, of course. Um, but so either way, even with that said, like I wouldn't be opposed to bringing Austin Blythe back. I feel like when he's healthy, which is One question you need to consider when bringing him back when he's healthy i feel like he's good enough that if there's good guard play flanking him that he actually brings quite a bit of value to the team because i think he can block well enough that with good guard play on either side he's not a hindrance in any way with the exception of like pure one-on-ones and pass protection like he's going to get over um overpowered which is true for most centers even good ones but then, like he brings a lot of value, like in communication and handling things that don't require talent, right? Like passing off stunts and all that stuff, and all that. So he brings a yes. lot of value. But go ahead, yeah. No,
1: you, you can't. You can't underemphasize. You know the importance of that statement that most yeah. centers struggle when they're in the pure one-on-one situation. Like uh, it gets amplified because when you're in like a in a short yardage run and the center gets a one-on-one spot and gets blown back, then, and the run goes for tackle for loss. Everyone's like, wow, that center stinks. And Blythe had that happen like one or two times this season. Yeah. Really most centers in the league like that. And it's honestly a play calling thing, rather and, and a good scheme thing from the defense mm-hmm. than it is on the center. Like even the best center in the league, Jason Kelsey, there are very few times that I see him in a pure one-on-one he's chipping and climbing and that is kind of like that in terms of what he does like and he's incredibly athletic and mobile he would be like the peak kind of center for seattle system but even him uh even kelsey would struggle in a pure one-on-one so i think that's overblown with Blythe. obviously you can upgrade that area um he is turning 31 in june so maybe they you know after not paying ethan Mm -hmm. Posick, maybe they do try and dip to a similar kind of add in free agency, similar price point. I think the fact that he knows the system, he clearly had a, an understanding of chemistry with uh, Geno Smith as well. It would likely see him return. And it's the case of in this draft, Griff, at the senior bowl, is is a maybe a centre who's a, an upgrade on him? Does that preclude you? Remember Blythe was with the Chiefs when they drafted Creed Humphrey? Sure. Is, does that preclude you from drafting another centre? I don't think so.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't think so either. Um, it shouldn't. And like at the very least, you know, he'd be a fantastic backup for all the reasons you you listed and we already detailed. But um, like my view is center and right guard, just it make a significant upgrade at one of the two spots. You don't need to sell out to do both. If you like a guy in the fourth or fifth round, sure, whatever, and you know, see if he can go and compete. Um, you know, if you look at like how Green Bay drafts, a lot of their starters sit on the bench for a couple of years and they're like tweeners or like flex guys and they're, they're picked on day two, early day three. And then they eventually get starting, starting reps and they end up playing a position. They didn't play prior and then it just works out. So I don't mind just throwing things at the dart, uh, throwing darts at the wall there. But um, if there is a uh, one guy that they're going to look at, like center, like, like really want to target early, obviously the, the um, the name that everyone's minds jump to is a uh, John Michael Schmitz. Um, he you know I, as we just talked about like with the center position they're not particularly like physical presences he's a guy that is like he could play he could play guard and you wouldn't bat an eye like he he's like 6'4 310 15 pounds um he's really well a really balanced athlete he always plays at the base um he never leans he doesn't get too high um his feet never stop moving you know stuff like that uh he i mean he's good in protection and he can run block he can really move bodies um I don't know if he's like dominant run blocking, but he's just, you know, high quality. Um and like in protection like, you know, you don't th- these guys at the senior bowl had very little experience with one another. Um and uh so like communication is obviously a huge hindrance, right? So like when they were handling stunts and games and stuff in the interior from uh like in the live practice reps like 11 on 11 or the 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 actual game itself i thought he schmitz did a really good job of like staying leveled with his guard with whatever he guy he was passing off with um and just staying like really well distributed um so i mean he was impressive i mean he's a guy he's a dude for sure he's the type of center prospect you can probably draft in the second round because most guys, I mean, you don't draft a center in the first round. You just don't do that. Um, and like, if you look at most centers around the league, a lot of them are taken anywhere, like anywhere past the second round and they end up being good football players. A lot of them are guard converts, you know? So um, he's a guy that's a legit center and, you know, day one starter caliber, you know, might have, might struggle early on, but like, if he's there, if he's there, uh, you know, at whatever their first or second second round pick is like take him sure why not um so he, he's he's a legit dude um yeah there so, was go ahead yeah
1: so just real quick on on michael schmitz the john michael the, the the one thing to factor in with him as you said big center six foot three and three eighths of an inch so almost six four, three hundred six 306 pounds the one thing with him and it, uh, you know, if they really like the player, it won't matter as much. But you have to factor it in is 32 and three quarter inch length long arms, which is below the 33 inch mark that most teams, including Seattle and based on Seattle's drafting, would like from their interior offensive linemen. For comparison's sake, Creed Humphrey, who was six foot four and 302 pounds, he only had 32 and a half inch long arms so again below that 33 inch mark and you compare that say to like a, a a travis frederick who um he he was 6 foot 4 and uh he had 33 inch long arms and i believe frederick was a and obviously tape is more important but he was back end of the first round. and i think that you know the arm length is a big deal to teams i think you know, it's it's cool to see bigger centres in the uh, in the in the process, and obviously uh, size would offer you um, a, a different kind of upside if if it does pan out. And I think uh, often at the senior bowl you get guards who move to centre, but it's pretty obvious that uh, John Michael Schmitz has spent a lot of time as a centre. Like he is a centre. Right. Like it, it that that is apparent. But. um
2: yeah, the, the, the arm, early... arm
1: is ma- it, it, it matters to a point. Uh, right. I think more with Seattle than it may some teams. So I don't know.
2: Yeah, it's possible. Um, I think, you know, height helps offset a little bit, maybe, um, because, you know, centers coming out of their stance, they need to get hands on the guy as quickly as possible. So short arms right. is not great. But then, you know, the height and the fact that he can come out low I and mean, he's got just general, you know, radius to his body that a lot of centers don't have. Like a lot of centers are one to 6'3, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, uh, and you know, Austin Blythe's arm length?
2: 32. 30
1: and a quarter inch.
2: Jeez, man.
1: So he, he's yeah, out I mean, there.
2: And, and like, and let's remember like Blythe, like peak Blythe, like 2018, 2019 Rams Blythe was a good center, like legitimately good, like bona fide. So, you know, you, you can make it work. So maybe his 32 inch arms will be just fine. Um, the, the only other like on paper red flag is that he's a fifth year senior. Yes, he Um, turns 24 in
1: March.
2: That's the other thing to consider. Now, maybe with center, that's a position where, you know, you're kind of, you can kind of take liberties there with the age thing because it's not like you need to see athletic dominance to project forward. Like we said, it's a position that requires less athleticism than most or at least overall, you know, athletic um, thresholds and everything. So, but even so, I don't think that's his problem at all. So, um i don't know i would be willing i'd be willing to go there with him um the other guy at center unless maddie you had any other closing thoughts on one john michael schmitz the other guy at center that um really like surprised me to the point where i'm watching him i'm like wait who's this guy like i have zero no prior notion of who this guy was and he just kept making plays i mean a beast arguably a better run blocker than schmitz and then really strong anchor um and pass uh pass protection and pretty good feet like mirroring stuff was um jake andrews um 77 i think he was old dominion i mean that guy's just that guy's troy, troy. i was i was confusing him with the uh, joey fisher the guard jake andrews is a good center um and i was surprised that he doesn't have more pub as centers go um He's a, he's a good player, and at times I thought maybe he might be better than Schmitz. Even um, I, I need to watch his actual college tape and see, you know, how he is beyond that. But I, if if I imagine he probably goes in the third round, you know, maybe fourth round. Um, but he could be a guy that it like really pops if taken. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's I he's straight up, he's a powerful dude.
1: Yeah, I um, believe it, he he moved to center in his senior year at troy so he's he's sort of played at guard spots kind of the offensive line as well
2: that makes a lot of sense that makes a lot of sense um he he, you know comes out low too and then he just drives people um and then like his anchor was genuinely impressive like stalling benton a couple of times keanu benton uh carl brooks like tried to like kind of use his rotational power to kind of like slide past him like get his hips around him and then he just was he just he 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 was just unable to be moved uh Andrews was so that was pretty impressive stuff um so then the last guy now the last guy that i thought is a target for seattle everyone else i wasn't impressed with um was uh what was his name salda what was his first name i'm blinking on it um nick nick saldaveri this he, is your
1: great. old dominion guy
2: old dominion yeah, that's who i was thinking of um Based off of his helmet for the senior bowl, I assumed he was North Carolina, but I was wrong. Oh
1: really? yeah, that, that happened uh, to me as
2: well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he uh he's kind of a similar concept as Schmidt, just athletically like a run below him. Like just really clean and solid, good balance and everything. It's um and he's a know, center. He's a center. Well, they had him playing center. Oh he's, right. I,
1: I, I believe at old Dominion, he was a tackle. And he's he, he he came in at six six
2: yeah with so
1: 33 and three eighths of an inch long arms
2: so for a center you'd think that would be too long right because leverage is so important. right right but he, he and, comes out he comes out really low though and ah. he makes it work his problem is that occasionally he'll get bull rushed and not because i thought he was disadvantaging himself Or that he was at a natural disadvantage right he's not he's not giving chest yeah it's just that he just doesn't have the play strength like he's he's just schmidt's a little bit taller with less play strength and probably Mm -hmm. equally quick-footed but so he's another guy i mean ethan posic is six five six six he
1: is yeah and a a tackle convert
2: right and and posic played good football last year and really good football this year so Mm -hmm. He's he's another option. Um, Lee La asked about Voorhees. I didn't notice him, um, or rather, I guess I wasn't impressed by him in the in the Senior Bowl. But again, it's just Senior Bowl, so I need to actually watch his his play, Andrew Voorhees. So, um, beyond that, though, I I, I need to see more. Um,
1: I yeah, I didn't notice him.
2: Um, yeah, so that's it at center. The, there was the other Michigan guy, I think fifty-five, and I saw a few reps and some concerning reps, and I was just like, "Ah, eh, I don't think he's an NFL starter."
1: Uh, is that um, Olu, Oluwati-mi? Oluwatimi?
2: I think so.
1: Oluwatimi, I think.
2: Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so Wait, you went weren't, you weren't uh, impressed. I was not. There were only okay. three centers that I was that are I thought were players. Everyone else I was like, yeah. Well, maybe, that's not too bad. Either too many. No, so the actual option, and that's just the senior bowl. You know, there are other draft eligible seniors, right? Like only the only guy of this group that was considered you know a top sixty player of centers was Schmitz. Everyone else right. Right. Everyone else is considered day three, and there are other day two centers this draft. Yeah.
1: Uh, What helps Schmitz as well, and uh, this will be talked about ad nauseum, but he has a wrestling background. He's a wrestler.
2: Makes sense. It makes sense though because he does not lose. He 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 like uh, he can reestablish hands and reestablish leverage and everything. Like he's really smart with it. Um, Yeah. So he's resetting
1: the hands maintaining his base not getting out leveraged uh vertically
2: yeah um all right so that was all i had on center should we move to guard Well, that was
1: good that that was really good you know if i was in charge of a team and i wanted someone to snap the football i'd be consulting mr spin
2: yeah i don't know about that this is where um i need to channel my own um my own humble bragging right 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 be a cool loser myself self-deprecation
1: yeah
2: yeah um okay picture this
0: it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
2: okay so guards there there are also some so there's one guy that is really good and then the rest are like day two options some guys under some guys under impressed and some guys are better than i thought they would be Hmm. uh but so right off the bat like schmitz osiris torrance is a a dude he's yeah he 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 looks like a first round
1: pick
2: yeah man he's a right guard
1: like, like a like a nailed on could be the first uh interior offensive lineman taken right yeah
2: surely right and and people hate when guards go in the first round but he he might because you really have to live up to it because there are a handful of all pro guards right now handful of Mm -hmm. all pro center or um pro bowl guards that were taken you know anywhere between the second and fifth round you know um but Osiris Torrance if if a guy if a prospect can project that way I mean he projects that way I mean I mean like he was he was blocking everybody. No one got the better of him. Maybe once he got bull rushed and I think he just wasn't quite ready for it. Um he was clearly the best guard there and I think he was a better guard than Schmitz as a center too. So he's a legit guy. Yeah. Um
1: uh, and 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 also measurement wise I mean he looks huge on tape but He's basically six five. He's three hundred thirty seven pounds. He has thirty three and 7 eighths of an inch long arms. Like he is huge. And he's got
2: he's got good feet. He plays low. He never plays without a base. He doesn't right. lose his base. He puts that rec. to
1: he puts that to great use. Displacement and what? So here's a question: Could does he fit uh, like a, a mid zone, wide zone, getting out and wide on the bucket step? kind of scheme like what Seattle does with their court runs or is he too big is he more of a gap kind of guy
2: that's the problem because the scheme he came from is very little under center I'll just kind of BS but I feel like he's such I mean if honestly what might project more toward trying to determine of whether or not he could fit in the the run scheme is that he's fairly nimble in pass protection because they do they have so much so many pass sets so much pass setting
1: right right right
2: that i think that yeah he probably could but he would need to be trained up now would they target a guy that early that really needs to be trained up i don't know because he's he's worth like you know the bottom third of the first round type of player but is it would they be willing to take that plunge with the guy that they need to coach up you know i can
1: see a team taking him like 15 you know
2: right Yeah. yeah yeah i mean yeah he could he could um so on that note i don't know but he he moves really well in pass protection um so i don't know um now this contrasts with all of his strengths and the type of guy that he is contrasts with steve avila who is like a similar concept this big huge dude incredibly strong mauler or can wall um and then you know in a pass heavy scheme you know could protect his quarterback but i feel like avila he plays too high he over relies on his strength he doesn't sink very much he's not he, despite that he's still fairly quick-footed but against like inside moves and in and out stuff he's too jittery toward it um he'd, he'd often like uh he'd, he'd give up the corner a lot because he's being too aggressive um and then his footwork's just kind of all over the place despite being naturally quick-footed for his size. I just feel like he's too raw. He still has wild plays, like why he's being billed as a fringe first rounder, early second rounder. But honestly, I'd rather just steer clear of him. I could be wrong. He could totally he, surprise anyway. But uh,
1: and an, another ding on him, the the guy out of Texas Christian, is that he has arms shorter than thirty three inches. So.
2: And he, he tries to grab fabric too much. So with short arms, you can't be doing that. Your feet need to make up for it. And his feet right now don't do that. Okay. Um, now he contra no, so he contrasts though with Curtis McClendon, who is kind of similar, he's just not anywhere near as powerful as Avila. So I didn't I didn't like McClendon either for the same reasons. Just he's huge. He's huge, <laughs> but he leans too much, leaves his base. He's very strong but over relies on it and loses late in the rep a lot so um that makes the,
1: sense so if he's a if he's a tackle convert you know yeah he's yeah. still learning how to get you know lower obviously when you're playing tackle you're dealing with guys who are not coming as quick they're not arriving mm-hmm. as quick uh, as it all happens quick on the interior and they also tend to be slightly lower in pad level you're not gonna get a two point stance on the interior. You're also right. gonna get some shorter kind of body types, um, who, who rush you from a three point uh and bulkier body types as well. So that's probably like a transition thing for him. But for sure. When when he's talking about stuff like that and you're coming from the University of Tennessee Chattanooga, then suddenly that becomes and you've put together a kind of rough senior world tape that you know sounds like a a day three pick.
2: For sure. Yeah. for sure now um the other guy or the other guy that's kind of a projection but i was really intrigued by the possibility alabama's left tackle tyler steen when he played guard especially mm. right guard not just because you think left tackle would be better suited at left guard than right guard but i thought mm. i looked better at right guard for whatever reason um he, he's really athletic, really good feet. I think he has pretty good play strength. So that's like the main question, right? When the tackle moves to guard. Um, he his, I think he has incredibly high upside as a pass protecting guard. Um, and then coupled with, you know, being really well, like quick footed and stuff and athletic, he could definitely, definitely fit the, the run scheme. Um, the problem though is that he's so. I this is just my guess. He's so used to covering so much or having to cover so much ground out in space as a tackle that I felt like he 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 would like, um, he would accidentally cover too much ground as Gar, like when he's looking to to set to a three technique. He he's not like he's staying square, like he doesn't turn tor- toward him, like his inside foot doesn't turn too, too much toward the sideline, hmm. but like he'll set too far, like. To him, and he's like, realized, like, oh, I don't need to kick this much. Like, he's just he's scared. worried about
1: speed, maybe,
2: maybe, but like, where, where, so where, where did at, he play? So, this was him at right guard. I feel like I'm he's so, just sorry, not,
1: school, school.
2: Oh, Alabama. Oh,
1: right. Yeah, that's yeah.
2: I, I feel like and like foot speed is not his problem, might be his strength. I feel like he just needs to get used to the like, he needs to build up the muscle memory to playing guard, but and then in the run game, he really got after it. so um, he had some some pretty good blocks so i feel like he's a guy that with more coaching more training he could be a legit tackle guard conversion um so he he's intriguing but the guy that is closer to a finished product and kind of more of a classic guard who really impressed me i mean this guy like i actually want them to draft him is a uh, joey fisher um that guy's good i mean he was absolutely moving people uh he got bull rushed a couple of times with pass protection but then he also had some really good reps anchoring against bull rushes from the same guy um and he is he handles inside moves really well i mean i think joey fisher is a legit dude I think that's
1: he, awesome
2: yeah because he's I from like, she- like yeah
1: west virginia smoke school that that's right. so cool and he's small as well so uh, he plays
2: bigger he plays yeah. bigger
1: Okay, well, maybe uh, I don't know. You don't want to mess around too much, but maybe he's a center.
2: He could be. He could be like
1: thirty-two inch arms, two hundred ninety-two pounds. A lot of people might, but then also he's from Shepherd, so he probably hasn't had the same kind of D one style weight regime, um, weight room facilities, all of that stuff. Interesting, and it, well, and so technically he stood out as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he he probably, honestly, after Torrance and maybe Schmitz, he might have had the highest, the most amount of like wild blocks. Wow! Um, Now, now you don't draft a guy because of highlight blocks. You draft a guy because of an absence of bad ones. He didn't have Mm -hmm. very many bad ones either. Um, But I mean, he 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 was blocking guys that other guys at bigger schools couldn't block. So um, I was pretty impressed by him. And so like. So it's contrasting with Jarrett Patterson, who's fairly who's fairly uh, well talked about. He's way better than Jarrett Patterson, unless only based off of the senior bowl. Like Jarrett Patterson, I was like, the dude has no play strength. He's getting tossed around. <laughs> the guy doesn't belong straight up. <laughs> maybe maybe he wasn't 100% or something. But He has
1: 305.8 to 10-inch long arms.
2: There you go. There you go. Now, uh, the last guy... Is mm. mosh um ah interesting that... you're a mosh is, is that is it mouse, or mouse well
1: you are american and you you guys love pronouncing things in certain Wrong. ways so i think i'd defer to you i'd go with malk, malk but that would be but i think it must be mosh that sounds very nice.
2: i have no idea i'm just going from the hip um Cody mosh. so he's he is um incredibly talented like, yeah. he, he probably has, of all the guys, all the offensive linemen there, he might have the most potential of all of them. Um, even, you know, Schmitz and maybe Torrance, probably not mm-hmm. Torrance. But uh, he's 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 really talented, incredibly high effort, uh, capable of all the incredibly, um, incredibly, like, wild blocks. Um, in pass protection, though, I bet, like, offensive line purists, like, he, he is way overconfident and his ability to, like, cover inside moves. So he will turn to speed rushers, uh, like, over dramatically um, okay. and thinking he can just get his hands on them and kill kill him. Like, even not, not even a jump set, like, just a normal set. But then they'll he'll give up the inside. And I feel like it's completely 100% self-inflicted wounds. Mm-hmm. So I feel like with a good offensive line coach would turn him into a pro bowler within by year two, year three. Like, I think he could be to the right situations. But he's just raw... And um and he and he's a guard in your mind. I mean, they played him most at guard, and I feel like that's yeah. where he's most exciting. He is six six, but he can keep the flexibility, like the ability to sink and get low, and the play strength is real. Um, he could be something. So but like just if I only could have watched this senior bowl tape, I still would have been like this Joey Fisher kid is the best guard after Torrance. That's cool. Um but uh, mock okay, Lucas Loudon as it pronounces it lock, mock. Ah,
1: but oh, oh okay, mock, but well, that doesn't mock. make any sense. Mock. Okay, um, so yeah, so that's what and, I got. Uh, and and mock also, uh, again, I'm being that boring person, but he has 32 and 18th of an inch long arms, which is under 33 inches, so again. You know, if if you know, it sounds like he could be like a second round pick, right? Uh,
2: yeah, I feel like he could he could definitely ascend because of the the measurables will be eye popping. So um, then
1: it's like, you know, does Seattle take that there?
2: I don't know if I mean you wonder though if he's too tall for their yeah. specifications. Yeah, they might they might like him at tackle though, but they're mm-hmm. set at tackle
1: because basically the draft is the longer it goes on the more you're willing to let right. certain issues you have especially measurables go out right. the window because you like right. the player um but right the, 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 the early it becomes a kind of a bigger deal
2: yeah now anyone else beyond that i didn't really notice them that could be on me though because maybe they were good and i just glossed over it or i you know didn't pay them enough heed but um you know also the senior bowl isn't the best representation of players anyway it can be but it also
1: it's tough on you. offensive line because there's they're sort of working out how to go together the defense is just flying off the ball trying to make plays right and they're like working out how to all run the same wide right. zone path and right. the, they also the first might day you can kind of throw out as well right
2: they also might be taking to coaching Points that they never have been coached before or asked to do something a certain way. So they're trying it out to appease that coach to see, like, hey, what do you look like if we were to do this with you? And, you know, and to someone with that context like me, you know, that I mean, maybe that was Patterson's problem for all I know. Maybe Patterson has way more, and maybe he'll show that. Yeah. You know, for example. Um, but anyway, so I, I guess my favorites beyond Schmitz and Torrance, my favorites would be that um, Andrews and Fisher, probably. So, Mm. but I like the idea of Steen and Mach as well. But let's, uh, Matty F Brown. Let's 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 shoot it over to you. What did you think about these receivers?
1: Uh, Um, they were they were playing hard out there. (laughs) Uh, So there's there was a lot of small kind of guys. So. And that's difficult to evaluate because in the one-on-one drills, it is literally designed for them to win, but also they are running around press. They're not beating press. Their release is taking two point five seconds, like to get out on the route. Which two point five seconds is how long it took uh, Chris Jones to beat a double team uh, and get the uh, get pressure on Joe Burrow, hit Joe Burrow. So you can't you can't do that there's very specific instances where say at the goal line you can run a route which takes a while and, mm. and, and you know and it's like sort of a fake route basically but uh, uh, you know it's unlikely and you remember Andy Isabella from the senior bowl and how everyone was like oh yeah. this guy and then it's like well what does he actually do in the NFL like how do you make that work right. and it's difficult now a different example would be like you know is there a Tyreek Hill there isn't a Tyreek Hill um <laughs> But Tank Dell out of Houston was probably the small receiver who was most impressive. However, he is 163 pounds and the drill was designed for him. But he was the one who, release-wise, had interesting ways of crossing guys up. Like, he, had, it was like he was running hopscotch almost. He
0: would mm.
1: crossed his legs uh, past each other, then skip out of there. And it, he got open pretty much every play. He was just a strong-ish at the catch point for a 163 pound guy but realistically the small guys i'm not really sure what you do with them now the my favorite guy to to actually get positive my favorite two guys were on the national team so first Jaden reed out of michigan state who was five ten and 68 eighths an inch and would kind of be an in-between of lockett and um, he'd kind of be like he could do a lock hit role, but he could play a bit in the slot as well. Um, it'd be interesting to see how how he held, holds up on the outside. I believe he did that a bit at Michigan State, but he is super um, body control. He accelerates into cuts. He was getting out on he wasn't he wasn't taking the piss like he he was um he was actually running proper routes to a degree and. The way that he he finds like an extra gear, he's smooth through it, and he can just get an extra bit of burst out on roots in the stem mm-hmm. is is pretty impressive. Along with the fact that releasing off the line, he yeah, he, he kind of kept himself clean for the most part from from jams and stuff like that against press. So he, he's an interesting guy. He also had the best hands, I think like deep ball tracking which honestly a lot of these guys disappointed me with uh deep ball tracking he he was there he had two very narrowing completions um uh where like it was like one foot in bounds but again another thing which hurt these guys was the quarterbacks didn't have the best days they're also probably not the best quarterbacks Mm -hmm. and uh you know they're, they're working out the chemistry of the receivers as well but like you know, it wasn't really his fault that he didn't get his feet inbound. Like he tried his best to. The ball's just overthrown slightly or, or comes out slightly late and the timing's not right. But he's like open on a lot of these plays. And it's one of those where you could he could definitely fill in as like a like a locket kind of in between. Um now the thing is, the thing with him is he is gonna be twenty-four, I believe. Let me just double check that oh no no he's he's 23 in april Mm. so not not the worst situation um yeah he's super impressive with with how he um how he did this week but then the other and i liked how he played against for instance Mekhi Blackman, who is very patient at the line of scrimmage. Mm. I would have liked to have seen him go up against one of these bigger corners in a way that, which were all on the American team. All I can say about that is he only had one catch in the game for 25 yards, and like, I don't know, I need to watch his tape, because remember, like, D. Eskridge, and Mm -hmm. he had some interesting ideas at the line of scrimmage at the Senior Bowl. Right. But I... I think Reed has more of a vertical vertical potential and uh mm. ability to separate late at the um you know vertically uh, right. and not get not get bullied at the you know the back end of the route but i I need to watch the tape for that because that that was Eskridge's problem right um and he is bigger than escridge like
2: yeah <clears throat> he's
1: five he's a legit five ten almost five eleven he's hundred and ninety one pounds so he's not tiny um
2: yeah. Yeah, that's to at least be to at least eclipse 190 honestly matters for that kind of play style. Um, what what do you think about him as a horizontal separator at the second level? You think there's anything there? Anything that pops, rather? (laughs) Potentially, even (laughs) yikes. Uh,
1: no, he, yeah, no, he was. He was very good at that in the one-on-ones, but I, yeah. you know, you'd like it to crisp up a bit. Um, I need to watch. I need to watch him at Michigan State. But uh, this is yeah. a very boring answer. But I, I need to watch yeah. him at Michigan State because realistically, you can't accelerate into a cut, accelerate into another cut, uh, and then burst across the field like unless you're running a, an option route. I, I think. I think there's something there, like on a choice route, you know, where mm. you it's like three steps outside right and then break back across the face of the defender with a bit of foot wiggle at the, t- the top of the route i think he could do stuff like that um i don't know he's probably like 4-4 four, four speed um,
0: this episode is brought to you by shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot
1: And he was really, really good at at Michigan State. Um, His best year was as a junior. I think he had like really, really high production. Then as a senior, it was kind of down a bit, but I I think they were kind of a mess last year offensively. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's not like a complete burner, though. Um, But, I mean, based on what we saw at the Senior Bowl, yeah, the the horizontal area, the intermediate, there's no reason – that can't be a thing, but I don't think he Um, I'd love to see him run like a race route, you know, like uh one of those, uh, climb behind the linebackers yeah. routes, uh, take that chair step and burst across the uh... like,
2: like what we saw with Ayuk in the wild card game.
1: mm mm-hmm. Like the Robert Woods root tree for him would be would be very interesting.
2: Right, and we know Waldron is Waldron wants that guy, and. Like Lockett can be that guy, but I they they don't really want to use him that way. Or at least to that same extent. I think also part of his Lockett doesn't want to take hits right now. Um but Waldron wants that skill set. So oh, yeah. That's what they wanted Escridge to be. And you know, maybe he could have, but his biggest inhibitor has been health, right? But there's they're they're always gonna be looking for that guy. I mean, the Rams, they still draft receivers, even though they haven't worked out, but they're still similarly styled. Um, you know, Van Jefferson, two two out different size guys, but similar, you know, route running ability. Um so
1: Yeah, and and Reed was the the kind of closest guy to that at the senior bowl, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Um uh you know, it was it's easy to see how well, a lot easier to see how it transitioned to the NFL than some of these other these other cats. Um, yeah. Now the other guy I liked. Well, actually I'll i finish with him, but uh, Jalen Wayne out of South Alabama, uh like six foot one and a half, um two hundred and eleven pounds, thirty one seven eighths an inch long arms. He had some stuff as uh like a halfway, a, a kind of a, he'd be interesting in the slot, but for me, it's mm. like a projection. Um, and he was kind of, it, it, he needs some work, but like in the game, eight catches, fifty yards, led the American team in receiving. Um, he was causing problems for the for the uh, the DBs, and he was going up against in practice against the american team which is a lot of the longer cornerback types he caused real issues for instance for um oh what's his name the miami guy tyreek stevenson um who's supposedly a top 50 cornerback um but i i I don't know what i i I find it very very difficult to uh yeah you know he had a bit of a release plan he was trying some things it wasn't you know it was was straying more towards you need to clean that up a bit but you know there was some stuff there there was some decent uh, catches i think he's more kind of uh more of an outside than an inside whereas but but I would be interested to see him in the slot and see how mm-hmm. that kind of looks.
2: Yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. And
1: Sa- South Alabama, they had that guy. Um, who was it last year from South Alabama?
2: Yeah, Lane I
1: Cobert. know. Yep. Yeah, and that's an interesting offense as well because obviously it's it's so. Wide open, or at least it was when I watched Tolbert. That that makes it uh, a kind of difficult project- projection, difficult to acclimatise. Tolbert's kind of a similar height and weight and that sort of stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, so and the root tree as well at South Alabama. It, 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 you know, interesting as a like a mid round to late kind of idea for sure and then the last guy is uh was michael wilson out of stanford so i don't think seattle will take michael wilson because he's basically 6'2 216 pounds 31 inches arm length and he uh he he looks more like a, a pure outside type like mm-hmm. as much as it would be cool to see him in the slot but he, by far, had the most refined uh, release plans. Um, they were sharp. They're crisp. He wasn't uh, taking liberties with it. He was getting out, and he was repeatedly moving defensive backs. Uh, he had multiple ideas, scrimmage, which worked. And he was also, as the route progressed... One, he used his upper body in a way that a lot of the receivers didn't, where he was working the wipers, which if you're going to release tighter, which you should be doing, then you can't just let expose your chest. You have to keep the arms off you. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of guys were just trying to run around that sort of stuff. But he was actually working his upper body. He looked powerful and strong. And then at the top of roots, he would lean into guys and use his upper body to then separate out, uh, which was impressive. Um, he stacked people well. He found look like an extra gear, although he's probably like a four or five speed guy, but like it showed up that, like, this is what like a polished receiver looks like. Mm-hmm. Not, um, uh, you know, kind of the contrast was interesting between him and some of the, the other dudes, but like he's a, like a solid football player. I don't know, um, I don't know what the ceiling is with, with that. Kind of guy, but a, a really cool story because in his in his junior season he had caught nineteen passes for two hundred sixty one yards and one touchdown in his first four games, and then he suffered a foot injury. Um, then he missed the beginning of his senior year due to the same foot injury that he suffered the previous season. So bad injury. In the final four games of that year, he had nineteen catches for one hundred eighty five yards, uh, and then he he returned to Stanford for a fifth season after COVID using the extra year of um, of that. But in his last year, caught twenty-six passes, four hundred eighteen yards, four touchdowns in six games, and Mm. suffered a season-ending injury. So he's he's Mm. been banged up, and uh, like hats off to the Senior Bowl for actually uh, finding this kind of uh, player because he might have been slept on. But when he's on the field, he was super super productive, and he he really could uh, he really caused problems and. You know what? His catching, he had one bad drop down at the goal line, uh, which was just a, uh, like a focus thing. But mm-hmm. uh, other than that, his hands are very reliable as well. So, But from a Seattle perspective, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if you need that. Um, right. He won't run that fast.
2: Right. Just a good well, football
1: player, though. So
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. All right. So I don't know. So it sounds like, um, Reed. You, yeah, Jaden Reed. Yeah. Yep.
1: Jaden Reed. Uh, I need to watch a Michigan State tape.
2: And he should be there round three, round four, maybe.
1: I don't know. It's a weird receiver class in general because, yep. I mean, all, all the the draft experts are saying that there isn't, there isn't like a big, it's not that good a receiving class, but I, you know, that's the time where there might be some value in the the mid-round. You right. know, wouldn't you, I don't know. It's early, but I, like, I, need like to watch I feel but like maybe he's a second-round pick.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. It, it, well, yeah, it, it feels like where there's going to be two or three guys that become high-quality number two receiver types that are going to get picked on day two somewhere, maybe early, early you know, fourth round, probably not fourth round, but like second or third round, one of these guys might even outperform one of the guys taken in the first round, you know, like that, that kind of draft. Um, You know, some years it feels like when it's a bad draft, guys get overdrafted because teams are afraid of the cliff that would come like, Oh, we have to get the guy. So they overdraft them or they become so afraid of the position. They just wait and wait and guys drop even further than you'd think. So like reverse psychology, I don't know. Um, Yeah. Tight end, though, I feel like relative to receiver, the tight end group is pretty strong. Um, there was a good mix of, like, you know, the flex tight ends, like really just the glorified oversized slot receiver types uh, with some redeeming qualities among those guys as far as blocking goes uh, for some of them. And then, like, a classic, you know, Y tight end group as well, uh, like inline blocker, kind of do it all. Um. I think the guy of the group, like the dude, Luke Musgrave, who a lot of guys have as the second tight end overall in the draft after Mayer. Some guys have him neck and neck with Kincaid, who's way different player. But uh, Musgrave, I mean, he can block. Um, he can be a legit wide tight end. Um, but he has really good ball skills. He's actually really athletic. Like Kincaid, can, he can take the roof off of the defense if you're not careful. Uh, M- Musgrave can't do that. You know, he's not going to burn a hole through the middle of your defense with speed, but like he's he might run like you know, sub four six, he might be like a high four five guy at 255, 260 pounds at six six with really good receiving skills. I mean, he can he's not an acrobat, but he can contort to the ball, he can make a lot of the catches you need to be able to make. Um, uh, and you know, he can he can make diving catches and stuff, really good hands. and I think he runs good enough routes. Um, I mean, he kind of. Best case scenario, he might be something like Mark Andrews, in all honesty, in terms of style. Um, you know, like he all of his length and stuff. And because he because he's an inline inline dude, you can run the full palette of your scheme. You can flex him out if you want, use him as that slot receiver in effect, or you can, you know, pinch him in and run, you know, your uh all your, you know, your run schemes and the play actions off of that. But then you can also, you know, have him you know, when you're in gun, you and you you want to run the ball and throw the ball out of the gun. He can get off the line really well, he can release yeah. pretty well. Um, you know, he fights through reroutes really well and he can get into those second level windows. So, um, he was definitely the best guy, the best tight end of at the senior bowl. Um, then the next best version of like the Y tight ends, is definitely Payne Durham. And the best way I can, the best way I can describe Payne Durham is that he's essentially like late career zach miller or like the current version of will disley just classic you know good blocker inline blocker really good at the catch point for a tight end um but he's not gonna you know he's not gonna be a game changer with his feet like he doesn't have a lot of traits in his lower body you know um but you know he could probably if you need to throw to him a lot with if whatever scheme he goes to requires it, he can get you 500 600 yards take care of the football you know and he can be a good blocker you can run the full pallet of your run scheme with him so um i feel like he's just a classic solid y tight end that you pick in the third fourth fifth round maybe
1: mm-hmm. which i mean if this this is health being a question mark and uh blocking tight ends are uh, undervalued in a way and they you know it's not the worst idea is it
2: yeah yeah i mean the tight end situation for the seahawks right now it's Noah Fant is six million dollar contract or six million dollar yeah. cap hit for this year but then there's no long-term security there you could walk out the door um, and then will disley's health uh i mean it only yeah. makes sense to go to really lean in the tight end if you just really love a guy like early or something but otherwise i mean it might just be the year where they kind of make like a prudent depth move that ends up being your number one tight end this time next year depending on how things go after this year so um i don't know they can have the have options open there but so that's Payne durham now basically the worst version of durham is davis allen the clemson guy uh, well-sized smooth mover i feel he's got ball skills too but he's just not particularly sudden he can get kind of bullied a little bit in his routes. He's not super strong at the catch point, even though he's got like ball skills. He's just more inconsistent. Um, I don't feel like I feel like he's just kind of a blah blocker. You know, he does his job. He's a body, you know, but he, he doesn't really like really move guys. You know, he picks off linebackers when he needs to. He doesn't lose horribly against defensive ends. But beyond that, I mean, I feel like he's not a guy you need to get up for at all. Like a late day three guy. Um now the most interesting guy I feel, and then it's hard to put your finger on him, but it's Cameron Latu. Cameron Latou, the Alabama guy. He's a he's a used, schemed as an inline Y tight end. But uh-huh. he's under he's undersized though. But so as a blocker, he can be overwhelmed at times, but he's incredibly high effort. He can still make really high quality blocks. But as a receiver, though, he's not that polished. He came um, in at 248. Yeah. He's undersized, but he can he can play inside. Like he can get in there.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, now again, not to say he won't get overpowered at times, but I feel like there's a lot of potential for him as a flex guy. He's incredibly agile, incredibly smooth at the top of his routes. So, I mean, he squares off inbreakers and outbreakers really sharp. Um, and then he's got really good ball skills. He can make some pretty acrobatic catches i feel like he also might run a four five five a four six you know um at 250 right so he's really intriguing um i feel like he's a guy that is raw that could just use development he might right. be something um beyond that there's uh josh Weil. um i remember when i was watching him i was like oh yeah i remember him because i watched a little bit of his tape outside of the senior bowl because i remember because I, when i watched Ritter, i was watching Weil without really Oh, exactly. really digesting it yeah um he moves well for his size his change of direction like his ability to start stop and start again and kind of adapt his angle in the open field is actually pretty impressive like for yaks Yak's sick not that he's a tackle breaker but he's got change of direction and speed um he doesn't have great play strength when contacted in a route but like his speed is such that like just challenging zone windows where you don't really have a guy one-on-one on you He has good ball skills in the air and he can dominate those, not dominate, but win in those zone windows. Um, you know, six,
1: six and a half.
2: Right. I mean, he's got he's got uh he's essentially one of those tight ends that is just a glorified slot receiver that you can do some things with. Um, I feel like Seattle's covered there though, between Parkinson and and Fant. Yeah. So like I'm only interested in the tight end if they're like it's a whatever pick, third, fourth round, and they're looking to get ahead of Will Disley's exit, provided that he exits, or they're just in love with Mayer or Kincaid or Musgrave. And they think this guy can not just be like, shore up our tight end position, but like, let the offense ascend to new heights. Like, straight up, Like I don't care who's on the roster right now. Michael Mayer is better than any of them. And he, I feel like he, for example, could drastically improve the offense and not that the offense is hurting for receiving talent right but like he could really like he could unlock something mayor could for example the best version of musgrave could unlock something um i need to watch more kincaid but you could make the same comment if they really like him so beyond that i feel like they're looking at early day three guys you know So to me, that's Payne Durham. Um, Josh Weil, just spoke about him. Now, Will Mallory, to me, is just a worse version of Weil. He doesn't have the subtleties of the movement. He's a horrible blocker. (laughs) Weil is a try-hard blocker. Not as good of a blocker as the two. He puts effort in. And, you know, you think about Seattle's scheme. They can live with a tight end that doesn't block super well as most tight ends go because you're effectively just doing the role of Cooper Cup or Robert Woods. Just be a body and, and put all your body into it. Be a high effort guy you know with the, uh, you know the way they can align their guys formationally they can be off the line or detached from the line of scrimmage and you're just picking off linebackers and safeties right um or block out on the perimeter like wild can do all that stuff but again he's just like a depth you know replacing tight end two tight end three on your roster down the line so i mean maybe mallory's got more potential as a receiver i just don't feel like he fits them so for me, it's Luke Musgrave is he's a dude. He's a guy that could really improve your offense. Payne Durham is a solid guy that could be a long term Disney replacement if they want to go there. Cameron Two is a big question mark, but an exciting question mark. Um beyond that. I mean Braden Willis and they don't really I mean, yeah, the scheme could use him, but it's not someone they need to look at any earlier than round six, in all honesty. So Um, yeah, that's all I got at tight end. There you go.
1: Well, that sounds like one of the stronger positions in the draft, but
2: yeah, the tight ends are good this year.
1: Yeah, they're interesting. Interesting. Um, okay, should we do finish off with running backs?
2: Let's do it. Would you see it running back?
1: Oh, did I mention uh. Did I mention uh, Jaden Reed's head fakes? I don't think I did. I will. I don't think you did. He does head fakes. He loves a head fake at the top of a route. Nice. There you go. I
2: Um, love a good head fake. Yeah,
1: who doesn't? Uh, So the running backs again, probably the one of the most difficult positions to evaluate uh, in the like practices because everyone's still working things out then it goes to nine on seven and in nine on seven the defense only has seven players and so that means you can bounce the run out if you want to and lo and behold a lot of runs start bouncing out where there would have been a cornerback or the extra safety <clears throat> and that's frustrating uh, but Anyway, what what I saw was unfortunately uh, Texas's uh, Roshon uh, Roshan Johnson running back, obviously backed up uh, Bijan Robinson, who is going to be a high pick. But Johnson, uh, why say unfortunately? Because he had a really interesting practice in in day one, and then he left uh, with a broken hand, which he somehow sustained in one in one of the drills. Mm-hmm. But he looked really good. Like he's a big back. He's six foot 225 pounds and just the way he his pad level the way he was hitting the hole um his footwork that was intriguing to me like i don't think he has like top end speed but i think there's something there mm-hmm. uh you know as a kind of a uh, a power um uh like running counters where he impressed me where he keeping that path really tight and unfortunately didn't get to see more of him. Um, then Cameron Peoples out of uh, Appalachian State. He's an even bigger back. He's almost six foot two, which gives him an advantage in pass protection. He has thirty-three inch long arms, which is crazy for a running back. Arm. Mm-hmm. But not only that, he absolutely dominated the pass protection drills. So, like, he was he like messed up one rep like against the linebackers in a situation where. They're in a lot of space. Like, it's not like pass protection in a game. They're having, like, there's no time really on the drill. And Peoples was out there, like, just locking guys up, like, the whole time. So, uh, very impressive. Um, And and it wasn't just arm length. Like, he had a a very good footwork. Um, He looked very, very good. So, I don't know, you know, if Seattle was to be like, Travis home is getting banged up a bit. Um, you know, we, we could do with a, a pass protection uh, competition. Like, I don't know if people's will get drafted. Like I draft him off his pass protection. It's like a day three pick. He's probably like a four or five speed guy. He's a four or six speed guy. He's like a slasher when he runs. Um, he is tall, even though he does, his, you know, he obviously tries to get pad level, but um, yeah. Yeah. And, and again Johnson is probably like a, a day three pick but interesting to me um, and then the other guys I didn't see uh, that much of but okay. uh, again it, it's difficult to evaluate them in the practices uh, I know that I know that um is it ever uh yeah, Evan Ho out of Northwestern. I know that in the game he uh he he ended up going off. He had uh seventy four rushing yards off ten carries. So good for him. But in the practices, a lot of his runs were bouncing uh to no one. Which like if his duo and the mics comes down, then you bounce you know, you bounce in the run. But like in terms of um I don't know how much to evaluate if that like he you know, he has some burst. He's a smaller back. His pass protection wasn't really good. <laughs> mm. yeah. yeah. So.
2: Yeah.
1: Not no much not much from the running backs. I, I'd say, but maybe I'm maybe I'm being harsh.
2: Where did what happened to our beloved Senior Bowl? Um. Well, no, the draft Senior does Bowl's start great. In the the, the draft, the draft starts does, mobile, baby.
1: It, it, it does. I. You know, word on the street
2: um there are some there are some good players i just feel like some people stepped out because they don't you know want to like the whole bowl thing you know like the and same the, logic the quarterback
1: but, situation really it really does change practices you know yeah um, for sure for sure but like but like t- t- you know to hold credit like his first i'm just watching now his first carry in the um in the game was a 20 four yarder where rather than bouncing duo he just hit it right up the the off the tight ends block right up the middle um and he's like mm-hmm. the classic senior bob oh he got rocked at the end okay enough 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 i'm done. Senior bob right. done
2: so to conclude our offense and defense from what you can remember both podcasts is there a guy or two or three that if drafted from all that you saw any position that if the Seahawks were to draft them, would elicit from you a hip hip hooray and a jumping kill click simultaneously?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I kind of like mouthed my way around, um, uh, Jaden Reed out of Michigan State. But, like, yeah, I think he has enough, um, I think he has enough physicality. The, um, like he he's he's, he brushes guys off he's he's able to position his body in a way that he's like kind of you know boxing guys out even though he's smaller uh i don't think he'll get It's just annoying because i i wish he'd been on against the bigger cornerbacks because then you'd have seen it but um yeah i I need i need to watch him a bit more but like that would be a really interesting pick really interesting yeah um you know makes sense for them uh and, and he had, like, a big catch. His catch in the game is on a crossing route, you know. Uh, yeah. And, and, again, it's, like, it's poor man coverage. But, um,
2: yeah. Um, he still he, dusted he, that, be, that guy. Yeah.
1: And um, da, da, is it Dayen Henley? Diane? Yeah. Dayen. Yeah. It, I should. That's Dayen. disrespectful. I should have picked up. Yeah, Dayen. He, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, fine. That'd be a hip hip away. Yeah. Because right? I think that's a good linebacker who has like crazy kind of uh short area suddenness and ability to like be agile to avoid a block. Yeah. You know, he was completely right in the run fits. Don't think he's slow. I think he's a crazy good one on one coverage guy. Um and I think with the way Seattle plays cover three, uh now there's less and also having Jordan Brooks, you don't need someone to be able to turn and run with a fast three receiver turn and run back. It's more about being able to come, uh, uh, you know, almost get into one-on-one situations on the check downs and the, the intermediate routes. And you kind of get matched up on guys into that intermediate middle rather than going down deep. And I think he'd be really good in those areas like this. So him and, uh, Yeah, him and him and Reed and who else did I watch? Corners. Oh, uh, Julius Brent. Julius Brent's out of Kansas State just because he like actually wants to knock people over and it would be really fun. But I don't know if they want another tall guy. I think they'd probably go for a smaller guy who can run a bit more. But
2: yeah, yeah. But you know, if they they're probably looking. Third, fourth, fifth round there with him, right? Yeah. So why the hell not? Yeah. That, that, they they need depth of anything, right? That
1: yeah, I, I I would enjoy that, and I guess the halfway house in the corners is Rush is like an in between of Stevenson, who's a really good athlete, but technically was really poor. Yeah. um And then Rush was like pretty like he was had up and down some technique, but there's some patience there, um, and he could move. And then but he's light, and then Brents was. Huge, but just the long speed, I'm not sure. Um and, and, and very patient as well person. Sure. And, and uh I i would like to see him tour or using a technique where rather than inching off at the line of scrimmage, he's standing in there and like punching the crap out of people. Obviously, in a one on one drill versus wide receivers you have the whole field to work and they're running stupid routes, um yeah. that's not really gonna do you well because you know it's, it's it's more difficult so right. he did do a bit of that so yeah he's he's a player to watch
2: yeah okay that
1: was hooray. a long ass
2: answer okay how about answer. you oh what might make me what might draw for me a simultaneous hip hip hooray and jumping heel click you ask um yeah the well i mean like getting rid of the obvious like yeah if they came away with this draft with schmitz or torrance that'd be sick right because they're good players but beyond that i'm this uh, this right guard from from uh, what's his face? That D two school, Shepherd. um Shepherd. Um, he's good, man. Um, <laughs> I keep fixing up his name with the center. Joey, F- Joey Fisher, right guard. Hey. If they get him in the fifth or sixth round. I think he can play. I think he can be good. Um, so he's my guy. Um, if they take Andrews or um not Andrews if they take uh well sure I like him at center a lot too but I mean if they want to take Luke Musgrave early then like they're doing so with the statement like we think he can be a we think he can be you know Mark Andrews we think he can be something close enough to Kittle or Kelsey type impact where like you can throw this guy a hundred times if you want and he can you know he can tip the scales a little bit in junction with Tyler and DK then sure because that means that they're embracing the concept of what he could be right like it's in signaling like we think he can be a fixture on the offense as opposed to just like hey a nice player that we got you know then okay uh but i mean like if you're gonna go that route i would rather go the mayor route so that's just me personally i really like michael mayor even with his relative athletic limitations but um yeah but but my answer is the right guard um uh josh um Joey is Joey just Fisher. Joey, man, Joey Jesus. Fisher. I love him so much, but I can't remember his name. Joey Fisher, uh, I like him, he's a dude, I think. So, can
1: bench press 500 pounds
2: that makes a lot of sense. Now, it's funny because, like, that probably like the bench press doesn't translate as much to the football field as you'd think, but that totally squares. He's tossing guys, <clears throat> and he it's also- not just
1: uh, uh shepherd d2 right he he was a right tackle so again mm-hmm. there's that the fact he was so impressive moving inside and you know he hasn't done that really
2: and he's not just like some try hard like small school meme like you know like uh who's that no, center that the broncos no, drafted?
1: no i i have to defend who's him.
2: actually good quinn Miners. Yeah. No, no, like this guy he doesn't just go for like the like the in the senior bowl he wasn't just going for like you know the highlight clip type blocks or like oh they finished you know like that sort of thing where they really take him mm-hmm. to the ground it's snap after snap of just moving people and then he was a lot better in pass protection than the way he was spoken about headed into it because i read a couple like pre-senior bowl reports his feet were really good he anchors um he didn't give up the corner i think i think he got bull rushed once when he like misread that the guy was going to power back at him it was a speed rush i think he's a dude though i think he's a complete player so joey fisher
1: that's so cool uh, and the fact that you know the level of competition no, no disrespect to d2 but the level of competition going up you know um that And the fact he looked like he was okay. I mean, that is very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to watch him. I'm excited. Okay. There you go. Well, one thing with the tight ends is it was somewhat surprising that Noah Fant wasn't. I mean, they tried to get him involved in the passing game, I guess, early on, but in, in, in ways that are like. You know more catered towards that player than they are like stock tie 10 targets mm. and uh, like but,
2: you know maybe there's more there he just doesn't quite have the target share but like yeah.
1: but the way that tailed off was like somewhat surprising and you know if you if you draft in a first round tight ends uh okay they can block well they can just be a cog in the offense but you would also like to see them get a bit of a target share right and be able to justify that um yeah And, you know, is it a a Waldron thing? Probably not. Like, Gino showed a propensity to target tight ends. But, like, you know, you envisioned, uh, we envisioned, uh, like, tight end choice routes, you know? Um, Yeah. Lining them up out wide or or getting them matched up on a linebacker. uh, Yeah. Uh, Or even a nickel to, like, box out the nickel. I
2: mean, for all we know, maybe Waldron does want a big time tight end because after all, I mean, this was more like following from what they had available to them, but they had over a thousand yards receiving across their three tight ends. You know, they had a hundred targets. They did. Yeah. So, so it, it was just like, distributed uh, evenly. Yeah, Would you like, like to like have it that, where it can be all concentrated in one guy if that guy's good enough? Like maybe just says, sure, why the hell not? You know, maybe, or maybe goes goes, we don't need it. I'd rather have that slot receiver getting that extra production to complement DK and yeah. Tyler, you know? Uh, but I there do, is. Go ahead.
1: No, I was just saying I, I didn't even talk about how wide receivers actually like kind of a and well we kind of did, didn't we? Talked about how that's a need. Yeah. I'm yeah. I
2: mean, that. ultimately there's enough room for DK and Tyler to get hundred targets and their third target getting eighty plus, like absolutely. Right. Unless and not not like a need per se, but could use it. Absolutely. Would it make them tangibly better? Absolutely. So I mean if they wanna if it's you know whoever it is, receiver, tight end, whether it's round one, round two, round three, there might be available options, a guy that can actually do that. They also might be, um, not to get too ahead of ourselves with other episodes that are coming up, but you know, they might trade a third or fourth round pick for Brandon Cook, so that's probably all it's going to take. They might wait to see if Robert Woods gets cap cut, and they might sign Robert Woods. That's totally, yeah, I mean. May-
1: maybe they'll actually sign one of these receivers that you talk about, maybe.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, it, it's not complete wish casting because he has history with both these guys. Waldron does. Odell Beckham and,
1: and, still uh, still not with a team.
2: Yeah, yeah. Now he might refuse to play on a turf field, though. Half of his games on turf. He probably wants half of his games on grass. Was oh, that a thing? Yeah, he said. He said. I think he straight up said, "I hate playing on turf fields, So he's not going to sign with a team where half of his games, at minimum, are on turf. Oh, to go to natural grass. So, um, so
1: you need to uh, resurface Lumen Field as part of your recruiting pitch
2: to accommodate a 32 year old third receiver who's going to yeah. get you 80 efficient targets. I still think he'll be good wherever he goes. Um He's just yeah. not a number one or a number two anymore.
1: No, probably end up on the Jets. <laughs> that would be so fun.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. Okay. That's to come. We still have our offense review of the season. Uh, check out the defense one if you haven't already. We have a lot of draft content to get into. We've, Griff's already started talking about names that weren't at the senior bowl, but I hope everyone enjoyed this. If you did, like, comment, subscribe, five-star reviews. Follow Griff on Twitter, at CMikesPinMove. Follow me, at Brown. If you're listening, download the show. Five-star review is super helpful. Uh, follow the podcast, at Overload. Follow our producer Ty at Dane Gunzler's. and yeah, we'll we'll keep it going. We'll be hopefully back to a, a more normal schedule for us of uh, you know Wednesday, Thursday, uh, you know the dates we the days we used to do. It's two thirty-five a.m. <coughs> Have a good evening. Have a good night. Have a good weekend, and
2: we Have appreciate a good life. It. So...
1: Yeah, a good life. Enjoy the draft. Enjoy the Super Bowl.